Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Oh, it does not, that music. Oh, feel it in my veins. Actually, I haven't put the, I haven't put the drop in yet. Welcome back to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. As promised, we are delivering you conference preview episodes for the Big Six Leagues. Kyle Boone is here with me on this episode. You are getting a rotating cast of characters. GP and I will be on every single episode, as always, no matter what, throughout the rest of this month. GP or I, most episodes will have both of us. But if one of us isn't on it, the other one is guaranteed to be on it. I have that uh, from the Nance intro. I've got the I'm in full on college hoops mode. I got to get that in the board. I don't have it yet, but I am in full on college hoops mode. It feels amazing to have that music on the top. We are going to give you easily digestible conference previews. This one's going to be on the Big Ten. Kyle Boone's here with me. KB, how are we doing? Great, great. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Looking forward to talking some Big Ten, maybe bashing a little bit of Purdue. Ooh. That is some, that is, by the way, we're recording this Monday morning. That is some Monday morning conference tournament week energy. Don't worry. Mm. There's a lot mm. coming and he's, he's gearing up for it. Okay. So yeah, we're going to have 15 to 20 minute episodes by splitting GP and up and I up on most of these. It actually ensures we're going to hit that. We're going to hit that mark. Um, we want to whet your appetite and give you a little bit of time to listen to these before the conference tournaments get going. So big 10, it's going to run Wednesday through Sunday. If you are watching the show on YouTube, please do. Smash the like button, share, subscribe if you can. We appreciate it. We'll keep these pretty quick. There's the bracket you see. So we're going Wednesday through Sunday. Tournaments being held in Chicago. The title game, as always, will air on CBS. That's going to be 3.30 Eastern on Sunday. That's the game that always leads into the selection show. The Big Ten tournament title game every so often can provide a situation where the team needs to win to get in, but so often we are all too eager for that game to finish so we can just get to the bracket already. That being said, look at this thing. Look at mm. this bracket, man. Mm. We, all 14 teams are going. Not a lot of appeal with Ohio State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Nebraska, although I will say, and we'll get to this in just a minute, Wisconsin is a bubble team, and it is rare for the Big Ten tournament to have a bubble team playing on the Wednesday, Kyle Boone, as we get into this field, 
Let's talk just a couple of storylines for you. What's the most predominant storyline of the one folks should have at front of mind heading into the B1G bracket? Yeah, I teased it at the top. It's uh, it's Purdue. What version of Purdue are we going to get in the Big Ten tournament? I mean, Purdue opened the season 22-1. and one. They've gone 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. I was looking at kind of their second half stats of late. They've been outscored in six of their last seven games in the second half. In 10 of their last 14 games, they've been outscored in the second half. So teams are making adjustments on this Purdue team. They're starting to unravel just a little bit. At one point, we were talking about Purdue as like the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Now, I think they're going to be a number one seed just because their resume is good enough. But they have fallen from grace to a level where I think we have to re-examine Purdue's prospects moving forward, and that starts, obviously, with the with the Big Ten tournament. I don't know what version we're going to get from Purdue. I expect Zach Eadie's going to do his thing because he continues to do his thing. Uh, but guard play has been a, a little bit hit or, hit or miss. If you're daring you know, Purdue to beat you with non-Eadie components, then um, things get a little dicey. So... Curious to see, obviously, the the biggest brand or the, the biggest, most successful team in the Big Ten this season, the Big Ten regular season champ, and how they fare in the postseason. Yeah, Purdue's got a little urgency here. Um, it probably needs to, at minimum, make the Big Ten title game to assure itself a one seed because UCLA is hot on, hot on the tail. And right now, UCLA has a claim to a one seed. Anyone that listened to our Sunday night episode, GP and I broke down that case overall. And now that they're out of the regular season, we will see. Purdue fans, college basketball fans are all too aware of, of Purdue's reputation. Once we get to March, good teams that have been nonetheless upset. Uh, look at my, one of my storylines here. One, it's, it's Northwestern on the two line. Northwestern yeah. is a two seed. Northwestern Crazy. is a two seed. Now, had it lost on the road at Rutgers on Sunday night, it would have been nine. It would have been playing Michigan in the 8-9 game. But no. So Northwestern has a two. That's just a, a storyline, period. They're easily going to the tournament. Chris Collins is going to get a restructure contract soon here. And, and, and I said this on a previous episode some, some weeks ago. Um, Northwestern would have fired Chris Collins a year ago if it was uh, a little bit... From a financial standpoint, if it, if it was uh, less impactful on the school's bottom line, I think they would have moved on. They didn't. Now look where we are. Amazing Crazy. stuff. So Northwestern. But my storyline is the morass of the middle of this league, which it has been the entire season. The entire season. Here are your Big Ten standings. You see the bracket in front of you if you're watching on YouTube. Purdue went 15-5. and five. Below that, Indiana, Northwestern, and Michigan State all had eight losses. Maryland, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan had nine. Rutgers and Penn State had 10. And even Wisconsin and Nebraska had 11. There's just a clog in the middle. Expect chaos. We're going to pick our title game matchup and, and winner of this thing. We're not going to go every game, every game. We're not going to do that. We're saving that for the big bracket. But... If you, as an exercise at home for fun, if you want to try and, and actually pick this field, you have no chance of picking every game correctly. You will get at least one wrong, and chances are you're going to get multiple games wrong. So the general yeah. chaos in Chicago is my big storyline. I got to figure you're expecting the same, Kyle Boone. Like, we're just, yeah, yeah just ridiculousness. Ad- additional storyline to add here. Um, Something that's been under-discussed and possibly underrated going into the Big Ten tournament. Does Fran McCaffrey have one more Heisenberg moment in him to propel Iowa into into postseason play? He he gave the ref the 
I am the one who knocks stare down late in that Michigan State game. Iowa went on to win that in overtime. They blasted Indiana the next game, but they lost at home to Nebraska on Sunday. Not great. Very interesting. I mean, maybe he's got a we're done here when I say we're done here moment or an it's over. I won moment. Recite basically almost the entirety of seasons five and six while you're here. (laughs) Might as well. I I just finished binging the show. So uh, Heisenberg is fresh in my mind, but I am curious to see if Iowa can bounce back because I think I've said this on previous pods. I can't quit this Iowa team. They have a ton of talent. We've seen kind of the ceiling from this team Um, would be a lot more optimistic about their prospects had they not blown a game at home to Nebraska. But um, I kind of like Nebraska. I feel like it says more about Nebraska than Iowa. Still don't know what I'm going to get from this Hawkeyes team, which, again, to your point, the middle of the Big Ten, you kind of never know what you're going to get. So, Did you just watch Breaking Bad for the first time, or was this a rewatch? Um, Share your truth. <sighs> yeah, I just watched it for the first time. Wow, how about that? But you get the experience of doing it all these years later, and you haven't watched Better Call Saul yet? No. Okay, that's got to be next. That's Some people think Saul is better. Breaking Bad is slightly better, but they're really, really close. So once the tournament's over, better call Saul. Get on it. El Camino. Someone said I should watch El Camino too. So yeah, that, yeah, that you're gonna want to watch that. Eh, you could do either one. Uh, you probably okay. maybe watch it after Breaking Bad. It did, did technically come out. I think it came out in the midst of Saul. It doesn't really matter. Gotcha. We're getting off topic, but that's good to know. And if you're listening to the pod and haven't mm. watched Breaking Bad, it's one of the ten best shows of all time. Some would consider it among the top three or five. Here are your players to know. As we record this, unless I missed it, the player of the year hasn't been announced. It's going to be Zach Eady, but Trace Jackson Davis gave him a good run. Did you see this note? I had this in my inbox here. The, the, the overall scoring run, 20 games apiece. Eady scored 437. Jackson Davis scored 436 in Big Ten play. 21.85 wow. points per game for Zach Eady. 21.8 for Trace Jackson Davis. Credit to TJD. He gave Edie a really, really good run. Edie's yep. going to win. Purdue won the league. Uh, Edie was the best player on the best team, and he's been the best player in the sport. Uh, although the margin on that has closed in the past month for sure. Uh, Zach Edie, it goes without saying, a, a player to know, a player to watch there. There's a lot of dudes, though, here. Like TJD and Jalen Hood-Shafino, probably the best one-two combo in the, in the conference for Indiana. Keep an eye for on sure. that. Chris, Chris Murray at Iowa is also one to know. I think you could have like Hunter Dickinson for Michigan. He'll be a factor. Jalen Pickett averages 18 and, oh, by the way, leads the league in assists at seven per game. Awesome, awesome all-league player. We've seen what Boo Booey can do for Northwestern. Terrence Shannon is obviously a danger and key for Illinois. Jameer Young's one of the best big shot makers, although he, he's, he's had a few hiccups here, but he's one to, to keep an eye out for. Tyson Walker's had big moments for Michigan State. Um, even, even if like if Dickinson's not the guy, Jet Howard might be ready to step, step up there. Uh, yeah, Doug McDaniel's been playing well, Any too. guy in particular you're keeping your eye on or you think might be poised for you know, a good one, two, three-game stretch in the Big Ten tournament? I think you kind of nailed all of them. I was yeah. I was going to drop the Doug McDaniel-Jed Howard combo, but uh, you already got there. Um, Chris Murray's been fantastic. He's the, I think he's the reason why Iowa has a chance to make a legitimate run. Um, gosh, um, I mean, Michigan State Hogard has been pretty good. Um, yeah. Tyson Walker, obviously. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot of talent in in the Big Ten. Um, we talk a lot about the bigs in this conference with Trace Jackson Davis and and Hunter Dickinson and 
obviously was Zach Eady, uh, but there's there's a lot of good guards as well. So, yeah, there's also a couple of elite defenders, many elite defenders. But Rutgers has uh, Caleb McConnell, who's like one of the five best defenders in the country, and then Chase Adige is among the ten to twenty best defenders in the country. So, some good uh, some good guys there too. Let's talk bubble because the Big Ten has the most of any conference. We're going to preview teams that are on the bubble and need at least one win to maybe have their name called on Selection Sunday. So we've got Rutgers, Michigan. Let's start there. Rutgers is going to play Michigan. If you're watching on YouTube, again, smash that like button if you could for us. That's going to be the classic Big Ten quarterfinal noon tip on Thursday. That is an elimination game. The loser of that is not going to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Michigan, I, I'm not going to repeat myself from the Sunday night show entirely, but Michigan right now um, is in dire need, in my opinion. Right, eight and 13 in the top two quadrants. Five games under with a quad four loss is a, a tough scene. And then in the resume-based metrics, it's 57 at KPI and strength the record, and it's 54 in the net. Rutgers, I th- I might be lower on Rutgers than anyone else, but the, the Scarlet Knights are stumbling, bumbling, fumbling here. 40 in the net, but the resume-based, 53 in KPI, 62 in strength of record. I On a certain level, if you're below 60 in strength of record, I can never give you an at-large. That's, that's just a personal preference there. The predictives are higher on Rutgers, but nine and 10 in the top two quadrants with three quad three losses. Are you going to be comfortable, you know, having lost that many? The team has spiraled. It has, it has lost six of its past eight. The wins on the road against Wisconsin and Penn State were huge in that. Uh, I would have for sure the loser of that game out of the tournament real quick. I assume you would agree with that. I would agree. Yes. Okay. Elimination I, game. For sure. I think there's a healthy chance that Rutgers beating Michigan would be enough to get it into the field. Uh, I would actually scrutinize the resume a little bit more, but I think you're going to find almost universal thought if Rutgers beats Michigan, it's in Michigan. I think Michigan may need to may it's 17 and 14. It's going to get into the field as an at large. If it does with 15 losses, that would tie the all time record. So if it beats Rutgers, they're 18 and 14 loses Purdue 18 and 15 Michigan team. Uh, I just don't know. Keep an eye on that. I I, I think I need two from Michigan personally. When you really dig into that resume. Yes or no? Yeah, you. <sighs> I, I, I actually think Michigan. Palm is against the grain with this. Palm is higher yeah. in Michigan than many. I, I, I tend to believe Michigan might need to. I think you win over Rutgers, you're probably in. But when Rutgers beat Purdue, you're like feeling good, not sweating on selections. No, you're done. You're in for sure. That's yeah. that's in with room to breathe. If you can do that, remember there will be bid thieves. Keep that in mind as well. The other yep. two bubble teams, Penn State. Look at the bracket here. Penn State right now, it's in the 10-7 game. It beats Illinois, it's in. I, I, I think it's going to have enough in that scenario at this point. Penn State, let me bring it up for you right now. Penn State, uh, as we record this podcast, 19-12. and 12, It's played a good overall strength of schedule, 33 in the country. Um, it has six combined road and neutral victories, which is healthy. Five and six in quad one, four and five in quad two. So yes, it is sub 500 in the top two quadrants. Um, has one quad three loss. You could make the, uh, you know, it got the just downright necessary win to close the regular season. Yep. I think if it beats Illinois, it'll probably be in, but it's going to be fascinating to see what these teams can do. Cause then the other one is Wisconsin and Wisconsin right now is a team that I've been higher on. Now it's net is low. We, as we record, Wisconsin is 78 in the net. If it got in at 78, which it won't, it's, it's got a win and it's going to jump up. That would set the record. Rutgers from last season, 77 is the lowest in the net era. Um, it does not have a team sheet metric better than 46 right now. 11 and 12 in the top two quadrants. It's one and one in quad three and five and oh in quad four. I bring that up to say 
strength of schedule will boost the Badgers here. But when you look at that bracket, Badgers got to get past the Buckeyes, and then you're going to play Iowa. You beat Iowa, it will not be a debate. Wisconsin going one and one in the Big Ten tournament. I think it's on the short list of two or three teams with the most interesting resumes um, along the likes. I'm interested to see like if Charleston makes the um, if Charleston makes the CAA title game and loses in a good one to Hofstra. How we how we evaluate Charleston's resume as a 29 win team versus yeah. the likes of Wisconsin or a or a Michigan that wins one game and loses against Purdue. That kind of stuff I'll be interested to see overall. Those are your bubble teams. Any quick thoughts on those, KB? God, give me Charleston. I do not want to see Wisconsin in the NCAA tournament. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I just uh, for many reasons, I'm so sick of this yeah. Wisconsin team. They haven't won two straight since the first week of January. Is that a I fact? I mean, it's just man? That is yeah. a fact. The, the last time they've won two straight games was December 30th and January 3rd. Amazing. And just they, a disgusting they, team. I mean, they're, they they're fine. To do the tournament. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're just fine. So uh, maybe they get in and, and if, and if they win, you know, the first round and probably beat Iowa, then I, I would say they're probably comfortably in um, just based off kind of my feel and read of the bubble. But yeah, like uh, I would much prefer to see Charleston slash, generic mid-major over kind of the met of this Wisconsin team. A win over Iowa would mark three wins for Wisconsin over Iowa this season. And the victory that is even having them in this conversation, they won at Marquette back in early December. That win has aged like a fine wine. Those are your bubble teams. Uh, in all these conference previews, we're going to pick a bid thief or the best bid thief. And the bid thief can be a team fringe on the bubble. So we are including yeah. that. Um, the Big Ten is weird because any team that would get to a title game situation is going to get an at-large. Uh, so let's just pick the team seated fifth or worst in this field that we think can has the best chance at winning it. I Frankly, I, I think it's... Even though the Big Ten will be a chaos machine, I'm not seeing any of the teams five or worse winning this thing. But for the purposes of this exercise, we got to pick one. I feel like what you said earlier, are you going Iowa? I'm going Nebraska, baby. Uh, Nebraska. Actually, it's not I know. A horrible idea, but this would be unprecedented. Go it, Wednesday. It doesn't, yeah, it, it sounds crazy. And it probably is a little bit crazy. Nine and 11 in conference play. They're the 11 seed going into this week. They're definitely not the favorite, but they've won five of their last six. They went on the road and beat Iowa this weekend. They're kind walked of feisty. Right in. Yeah. Walked right in. Walked, walked right in. They're kind of figuring things out. It's probably too late, but Hoiberg figuring things out late in the season. I mean, Nebraska, no one, no one is going to be picking Nebraska, obviously, but you know, I going against Minnesota to me, that's an automatic win. You get a, kind of hit or miss Maryland team on Thursday. That could be a pretty close one. Um, and then you get Indiana team that like has been kind of up and down. I really like this Indiana team and uh, I'll spoil it a little bit. I think I may be picking them to win this, but yeah, like the, the path is absolutely there for them to go Wednesday to Sunday and win this. So yeah, give me, give me all the Nebraska uh, long shot odds. Huskers only have two losses since we got to February one. I will go Illinois, I guess. Illini are twenty and eleven. Yeah, they've been up and down. Uh, they Gross. really have. They have. Uh, but there is enough from a from a from a roster standpoint. Like there is enough. I'm not overwhelmingly confident, and I had to pick someone on the on the bottom half of the bracket because I yeah. I just can't like. Am I, I'm not picking Michigan to do it, and I'm not. I'm, not, I'm picking Iowa to get through Michigan State, and then probably Purdue too much of a long shot and 
I don't like. I don't like Maryland's matchups over on the bottom half of the bracket. Yeah, I don't so either. Illinois is my, is my pick by default. So with that in mind, who are we watching on Sunday playing this title game at 3.30 Eastern? Who's beating who in the, in the final game? Okay, is, is the Big Ten tournament being played in College Park? It's not. Okay, that changes my pick then. It, is okay. not, it, is, it never has been, and we, we wait to see if it wins any of the, uh, of the bids over the next decade, but I can't say I see that happening. Okay, so that's easy for me. Maryland is going out in, the, in, in its first game. Uh, it's going to be Indiana versus Iowa in the Big Ten title game. Let's get weird. Um, How's that gone the past two times for the Hoosiers? Oh, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. I don't, I don't trust Purdue one lick right now. Um, I, I could easily see Rutgers or Michigan taking them down. Um, can't see Indiana losing to Northwestern. Um, that said, Northwestern did sweep them in the regular season. So something to watch. Uh, but I like the Jalen Hood, Shafino, Trace Jackson Davis combo. I think they are the most lethal combo in the Big Ten right now. Um, so yeah, I, I like the Hoosiers. Um, Mike Woodson, I think, called it a bull bleep performance uh, mm-hmm. when when they get, got blown out against Iowa, and they looked pretty feisty, pretty resilient um, over the weekend. So, yeah, I like the Hoosiers. Uh, give me the Hoosiers over the Hawkeyes. In your scenario, uh, if Indiana beats Iowa in the title game. I think Indiana is yep. a three seed, and I think Iowa is a six in the NCAA tournament if it happens mm. like that. Mine will be, I will go, I will also put the Hoosiers in the bottom half. We'll see yeah. if they can get it done. We'll see. I'll buy, I'll buy in hesitantly. I, I, something about Indiana. It's just a variance seems significant for that team. But they got, I mean, Trace... And Hood Shafino. And that's more than just them. Xavier Johnson, by the way, not going to play the rest of the season. We, we learned that. He's yeah. going to try and get a hardship waiver. His college career might be done. Um, but yep. they have thri- they've been able to thrive for the most part. Thrive. They've been able to, to have really good runs without him. I, yep. will, I will buy in on Purdue. Give me Purdue over Indiana. Clinching mm. a one seed in the NCAA tournament in the process there. I will, uh, yeah, I mean, come find me, mock me. Uh, I could well be wrong. But I'm going to say Purdue really gets stacked together. And we are talking about the Boilermakers on Selection Sunday as a team that just impressively won three straight games with none of them being in doubt in the final five minutes. I think they're going to easily beat the Rutgers-Michigan winner. And then yep. they'll be able to beat whoever they may meet in the semis if it's Michigan State or some, someone else. Purdue won both its games against Michigan State this season. And then they get a good push from Indiana, but they ultimately win. So give me Boilermakers over Hoosiers. Before we get out of here, we're trying to keep them tight. Any closing Wait. thoughts? Do you hear that noise? Oh, boy. That's... I, it sounds like all six Northwestern basketball fans are punching air at us right now. All six of them. The two seed. No respect. None. No respect. Wow. Chris Collins is gonna win. I wonder if Chris Collins is going to win Big Ten Coach of the Year. This stuff, that stuff could have come out by the time you listen to this pod, but we don't have it. Uh, we don't have it right now. That is your Big Ten Conference Tournament Preview. I'm Matt Norlander. He's Kyle Boone. We've got five more of these coming over the next... 24 to 36 hours. So thank you so much for watching on YouTube. Thank you for continuing to subscribe and listen to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. And the next one in the feed, uh, I could tease it. You're just going to have to wait and see. There's no rhyme or reason. It's all schedule-based. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.